And I welcome this huge one. Oh, yes. Nice play. Nice, nice play. Nice play. Nice, nice, nice play. Welcome to Nice Planet, episode five. Feels like it was just yesterday we were doing episode four. Because it was. Because it, it was, yeah. Because it was. Uh, yeah. So we have kind of a special occasion here. There's new Star Trek yesterday for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And as promised, <laughs> <laughs> as promised, uh, we wanted to do an episode specifically about uh the first and second episodes of discovery which premiered last night um i've been very much looking forward to uh hearing your thoughts on this all day we brian and i have not talked about this at all it's been killing me (laughs) i've wanted to talk about it all day i haven't told anybody about it yeah yeah so uh so let's let's just get into it what what without getting into without getting into the details of the episode because we'll get there overall what did you think of the first two episodes of Star Trek Discovery? Was it two episodes? Well, was it? <laughs> see, now we're back to the encounter at Farpoint argument, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, before you, before we even get to the whole the whole show, the CBS All Access nightmare. It's nightmare. garbage, isn't it? Nightmare. Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, I I I like I saw this coming. Like I knew the app yeah. was going to oh, stop. They I always knew. not they as in CBS, but companies always screw this kind of stuff up. Mm-hmm. Like you just you need to have the bandwidth, yeah. the servers, whatever the fuck it is. If yeah. you're launching yeah. this app and you've put this much money into it, overspend to make sure it works. This I always it, it did, happens. For me, it didn't go up. It, it was supposed to premiere. You know, they bumped it back because of football at eight forty nine. And it doesn't go up at 8.49, and my wife is like, hey, there's a live TV like tab yeah. at the top. So I just go over to that, and the quality on that is absolute shit. It was horrible. I did the same thing, because I was trying to... I didn't. I couldn't understand why episode one wasn't mutually launched on TV and the app at the same time. So, Well, well it was technically because they bumped it back. They just bumped yeah. everything back. Okay. Okay. So I was scrambling with that. And then I, I found the same thing, the my local CBS uh, stream or whatever. And that was garbage. Hot yeah. garbage. Yeah. And I picked I it up like pretty much right at the beginning, but I, I had missed. I didn't know how much I had missed, but it was still doing kind of that spirally thing where Takuvma mm-hmm. was talking, giving his little speech. <laughs> so I watched the shitty quality all the way up until... All the way up until uh, the credit sequence or the opening sequence, and then watching yeah. all the commercials after that, and and Brummel, my wife was just like, "Well, maybe we should go see if it's on there now, and if the quality yeah. is better." So then I yeah. went over, and it was there, and then so I had to watch all the okay, commercials again. <laughs> Dude, oh my god, holy shit, the commercials! Uh, well, let's stay on the CBS All Access thing. Who designed this thing? Holy crap. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. Wow. Yeah, like I said, uh, they're putting a lot of money behind this. And it's just, it, it crashed on me. I was about 10 minutes into the second episode. I was yeah. watching on my PlayStation 4. And uh, it said, it just kept saying, check your internet connection. And I, <laughs> I had internet connection. 
everything else on my <laughs> PS4 was working. Yeah. And that message just kept popping up every time I hit play. Yeah, dude. Uh, so I had to restart the PS4, and then it worked fine after that. But it's that it's that kind of shit. Other than that, the quality was fine once once I got it going when it was working. It, yeah. it actually looked good. It streamed well when it actually streamed. Yeah, episode two, the the quality was much better than when I was streaming my live local CBS. Yeah. Um, just just everything about that app. It's super un it's unintuitive a word not intuitive. Yeah. Uh, the the it crashed a couple times. It's just it's awkward. It's ugh, ugh, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> so uh, not selling anybody on that thing. That's for yeah. sure. Well, and then uh, it's your only choice. I know. Well, <laughs> we could sail the seven seas if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, I haven't had a uh, TV in I can't say maybe four years. Like I haven't had cable TV. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Commercials are the worst thing. In, 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I was yeah. losing my mind. Yeah, they're bad. Oh my god! Oh, young Sheldon, I want to punch that kid. <laughs> I want to punch the old one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't blame that guy. He's he's riding that Sheldon oh, bit cat. out. No, yeah, cash in, get, get cash money, get after it. Yeah, All right, for sure. To 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 the episode. Okay. One word, <laughs> one word answer right now. Uh, Do you like Star Trek Discovery? No. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, I want to say it was a letdown, but I went into this very uh, tempered in my expectation because I I knew who was at the helm. I knew the, the CPS Alexis thing was happening. So I was like, don't get too excited. Yeah. Um. So it basically hit where I thought it would. I don't know. How'd you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I agree. That's a good way to put it. That it it just it kind of hit my expectations for the show, and those expectations yeah. weren't super high. There were, and I don't want to say it's bad because I don't think it's bad. It just I wouldn't call it good. Yeah, it's so awkward. the the be, the beginning of uh the first episode. It's like, wow, I can really tell that this is a CBS show. It's shot like every other fucking CBS show. Where they're awkwardly bantering in a room. Yeah the the opening sequence where they're on the the sand planet, they're on Tatooine or wherever the fuck that oh, was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that was it was painful. It was painful to watch because yeah. you know other. I'm not a writer, but other shows figure out how to work in backstory, right. and they don't just take it in the first ten sentences sentences of a show and just slam it into your face <laughs> like they did. Yeah, you know, it just it didn't it didn't work. It the conversation didn't flow. It just it was ugh. it was super awkward. It was really awkward. Super awkward. And then we're on the bridge, and it's like uh, it's like the two detectives are talking to each other, and then like the the lab rats are like, "Ooh, they're getting into it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the banter between yeah. uh, Saru and Burnham felt felt manufactured. Yeah. Um, uh. It, yeah. yeah, I yeah, I I. this could still be a very good show. I mean, um, look at the pilots for a lot of other Star Trek series that end up working out just fine. Right. But yeah, I was I was disappointed in in the first two episodes here slightly. Yeah. Like, you know, it wasn't 
horrible. It wasn't devastating. It just, I, it did not blow me away like I wanted it to. I wanted the tone to be different. I don't know. It was, uh, I just didn't feel right. Something didn't feel right about it. On top of that, there was the whole angles, the camera angles with the low quality stream was making me motion sick. <laughs> like I, uh, Brummel noticed that too. All the lens yeah. flare, the JJ Abrams esque um, yeah. lens flare. So let's 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 start with some positives. Okay. Okay. Positives. Positives. Something going into the show that I thought I was going to absolutely hate, but I thought was the highlight of the the two episodes. The Klingons. I thought really? the Klingon. I love the Klingon scenes. I thought they were fantastic. Really? I don't. I don't. I don't necessarily love the the makeup and how they kind of changed a lot about them, but I thought that the scenes with the Klingons were good enough. Okay. To, to overcome that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I thought that the the costume. What the fuck were they wearing? Like. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like the shiny unitards that they had on i didn't it, it almost felt like it took away from what they could do like they would just stand yeah. there like woodenly and talk in like really fucked up klingon <laughs> well they, it's like, like they, they had the fake teeth in and they were talking yeah. with the fake teeth in <laughs> yeah and i feel like people who've actually learned to speak klingon would just be like this is this is a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> this is fucked up There's so no i thought I hate. I did not like the costumes that they put them in because classic Klingons. I think they look just fine, right? Like what yeah. they wear, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but then they show as the episode goes on, they show kind of they have the holograms of the other houses, mm-hmm. and they're all dressed differently. So I didn't know if maybe that was like the garb of Takuvma's house, like he's got some ceremonial shit on. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was kind of wondering if that's okay. Well, I hope that's the case because that I felt like that was just really weird because when he was fighting um felipe yeah uh, Giorgio or whatever her name was <laughs> yeah uh he it looked like he could barely swing his his yeah lip. yeah he so, looked like jason Voorhees stumbling yeah. around <laughs> yeah 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 definitely. but i i liked i loved how they worked in the the houses um mm-hmm. i thought it was a good way you know all the, the ships the klingon ships warp in like mm-hmm. none of these look like ships we've seen, which for, you know, this is, this is a big thing for me to get over. Cause Star Trek is such like an established thing. You yeah. want to see continuity and the same stuff, right. but they kind of explain it by saying there's a, ha- there's a ship for every house. And now this is obviously one of the earlier points that we've seen the Klingons, right. which they're kind of, they're kind of messing with things there because you see the Klingons in Star Trek enterprise, you, you know, even oh, though do? they say that, yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Even though they say you haven't seen that, they haven't seen the Klingons in a hundred years. Which I guess maybe that's a hundred years prior. I, I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to look at the timelines. <laughs> that very well could be a hundred years before. Maybe yeah. that's what they were referencing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I liked how they split up the houses. Like the idea of all these houses being separate and warring with each other, and then Takuvma kind of trying to bring everything together. Right. I thought that was neat. I, I I bought into that. I liked it. I like I like that plot for the Klingons because, like you said, that's super. That's viable. That's very. Yeah. That makes sense. That these warrior clans wouldn't exactly agree until they have someone to actually fight. Yeah, which so, is yeah. which is what he what he's doing is trying to unite everybody against the Federation. Yeah, I I thought that the um, uh, what was his house's name? 
Takuma, the I don't um, remember. Whatever. His ship almost looked like a like an archaic Klingon ship. Like, uh, yeah, you know, it, it was kind of getting there. That scene was kind of you couldn't really get much detail. You could kind of get like shapes and stuff, but like. I don't know. Oh, the interior or the exterior of the ship? Both. Yeah, yeah. It was was muddied a lot. Yeah, it it was. It's like super dark. Yeah. And the and there's other things too on the the was the Shen Shenzhou Shenzhou. Yeah. uh, That there's all these little details, these like new things, and it's like at some point. I'm going to want to understand all this stuff. Like you can, <laughs> you know, you can breeze past yeah. this now. Yeah. But I want to make sure they circle back to it. Like what's with, they're just putting coffins on the outside of the ship. Right. That was very odd. Also, I want to know about deaf punk girl. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Her head. I don't. She got, she got, I don't know if she died. She got wrecked at some point. One of the bridge yeah. explosions knocked her on her ass. Yeah, she got wrecked. And uh, then the guy with the the guy on the bridge that had the uh, like the metal things on the side of his head too it looked like he was maybe yeah. like a communications officer or something. Yeah, yeah. Did he get blown out the side? He might have. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> the the only person from that bridge we're gonna see again is Saru. And I think that is my favorite part. Saru. Yeah, I think yeah. he he was the most believable. I liked I liked him a lot. I hated in the trailer when they fir- they show the clip of him saying my species is genetically engineered to yeah. sense death coming, and it's like that is like so just just was... adapt this this species to just make a trailer moment, you know? Yeah, that was very as we have said before, heavy handed. But the uh... but the idea of them being like the hunted species, like only having like a binary system. You know, right. like a, a food system, predatory system. That that idea is cool. Like, I like that. I want to learn more about that. I can see how they've, when they were developing this species, they were like, okay, uh, there's only so many resources on this planet until you get to two. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. one is just farmed until they learn how to escape. And that's how you get this, whatever he, I don't even know what he is. Did they even say what he is? Uh, no, I've seen it before, but I forget mm-hmm. what his, his species is. Yeah. But yeah, I, I liked him a lot as well. Um, yeah, he was like, he's like, the, it's like that Will Ferrell scene. Am I taking crazy pill? <laughs> <laughs> the only one that is sane who would do the, the, the logical thing. Yeah. Which is but, run away. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into that. I, you know, they introduce Michael Burnham and... She feels Sonequa Martin Green feels very stiff, and I can't yeah. tell if that's just her. If that's like, hey, you need to be act kind of Vulcany, you know, uh, uh, which is what I th- I think that's part of it for sure. I mean, Leonard Nimoy was super stiff in the first few episodes too, so yeah. you know, whatever. Maybe she finds a groove. We'll see. But yeah. I uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with her performance on Walking Dead, which I am not uh, a fan of her okay. or The Walking Dead anymore. So, uh, well, you know they they delayed this show to get her. Really? So they wow. delayed it one. It was supposed to premiere, I think, in January, and they delayed it to May. Oh, and then they delayed it again from May until now because they needed to wait for her to get let go from her Walking Dead contract. Wait, zombie murder off? Yeah. 
which I'm I'm not. I watched first two seasons of The Walking Dead, and I I tapped out there, and I feel like I'm alright. So yeah, it's that was a good time. <laughs> that was a good time to get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I sure. so over overall this this felt this felt like the the episode seven of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, because at the end we get it like a. Like, uh, uh, well, this would be Rogue One, but we get like a Jin Erso. She's like well, a criminal. <laughs> well, that I more mean that they they are rehashing the tropes from all the reboot movies. I don't I don't know. Uh, I've only seen the first reboot. So. Yeah, you get, you know, Kirk. Kirk is he ends up getting stripped of rank and everything for cheating on the Kobayashi Maru test. And ends up having to work his way back up and make some questionable choices. You're like, I'm not sure about the motivation. You know, mm-hmm. like, why Why is he doing stuff? Would he actually do these things where he starts pissing off Spock on the bridge and makes Spock, like, start punching him? Pretty clear <laughs> parallel there to uh, Burnham yeah. Vulcan neck pinching. Yeah, but not Robert even Cowboy. all the way. She failed. <laughs> she yeah. Failed. Yeah. She just like gave just a quick five minute cat nap and she was back with a phaser. Yeah. <laughs> but and then, uh, you know, to, to that redemption arc, you know, which is I feel like it's going to be I don't know how long this is going to take. Mm-hmm. But I, w- I really thought at the end of these two episodes, we were going to be set up on Discovery. Yeah. You know, with the crew and we we're going to take off from here. We haven't even seen the ship. No, we haven't even <laughs> met. Uh, what's his name? Captain Lorca. Yeah. yeah. We haven't met anybody, any of the normal crew. So I hopefully it, it moves pretty quickly. Hopefully most of those preview scenes at the end were from the next episode, but it seems like it was a little more stretched out than that. I don't I don't want her to be like earning back the trust for the next eight episodes. Like we all know where this is going. She's gonna right. end up as the first officer of the discovery. You know, she, her and I, Jason Isaac's character are going to bond. We all know where this is going to end up. We don't need to drag it out. Let's just get there so we can get on to Star Trek stuff. (laughs) I mean, are we going to get to Star Trek stuff, though? Because in my opinion, there's no hint of it being uh, like a one and done storyline, like you uh, contained episode every week. We're having a I think it's just going to follow her. That's the whole thing. Like, yeah, that's not Star Trek. That's not Star Trek yeah. at all. And I'm trying I'm trying to be open-minded about it because the way they made Star Trek is not how they make TV anymore either, right? I mean, the only shows yeah. that still work like that are like, like CSI and I don't do they still make like Law and Order? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, but no idea. you know, it's those shows where, you know, they there there are like continuing themes and there's like some continuing storylines where for the most part they're contained episodes. Yeah. I don't I don't know how viable that would be. I think it would have been a bold choice to go for it. I mean, I would have been all for that with kind of a bigger storyline over right. the course of the season. But you're right. It feels like it's just going to go from one episode to the next for the next, I forget how 16 episodes, 18 episodes, whatever it is. Yeah. I, it it feels, feels weird. I don't know. It doesn't feel like, I don't have that Star Trek feeling with it like I had with Voyager or Deep Space Nine. Yeah, I'm hoping they settle once they settle in and they get Sonequa Martin Green's character back, you know, kind of into the good graces of the Federation and all that, that they will then start to focus more on that. You know, maybe this is a five episode arc and then we're off to uh, kind of the side episodes. But I saw one of the actors said something about the Klingon War 
lasting only the first season. Oh, so this may not be an you know overruling theme for the entire sh- you know series as long as it runs. Well, but that would be that would be better. I think. I think so too. I'm I'm almost in the opposite direction of you. I as tropey as it is, I'm ready for the band of outlaws. I just want her to just defect and have like she's obviously buddying up with some of those prisoners and on that preview. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe we get like a de facto firefly. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> won't be that good, probably. <laughs> probably not. I think that's uh, that's how she'll run into Harry Mudd, you know, which is Rain Wilson's character. I think that's right. where he's going to come in as they're going to meet, you know, right. exactly that. They'll meet while she's incarcerated or whatever. But yeah. do you do you think the Federation puts people in prison for life? Yeah. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I thought that I, I thought that was weird. And, and you know, you think about the military, you know, I'd imagine there are consequences if you attack a senior officer. Right. But you're probably the worst of those is just getting discharged. Right. Yeah. You'd think that they would have some evolved like Scandinavian justice system where you go to like an island and you rehab and become one with Earth or yeah. something. Yeah. But I, I guess just back to. You know her motivations on the bridge. That whole, that whole sequence where she leaves the bridge to go talk to uh, Sarek, which his character feels just completely wedged in. Yeah, she's but like t- time out for a Sarek break. It's almost like Zach from Saved by the Bell. Like he just <laughs> left the left the scene. Yeah. Well, they did that in Star Trek Into Darkness too. They contact Leonard Nimoy, Spock, in the middle of the movie. They're like, "Hey, this is happening. What do we do?" <laughs> you know, and it's like that's it's such a crutch. Like, why are you? And then all of a sudden, she's just convinced we need to fire on this ship. It just yeah. it, the, the logic, the jump in logic, just does not. It just does not fly with me. And then, she, and then she, taking it so far as to not trust her captain, right? To attack her, it just the whole time I was like cringing. I'm like this. This is not. This is not how this would play out. No, she doesn't. She's not very Vulcan for being Vulcan. No. Raised. It's very strange. I also thought it was weird. Like, I thought they could have done the whole Vulcan Science Academy thing much better because the whole Vulcan thing is logic, right? Yeah. But logic isn't knowing factoidal knowledge. Like, you don't just get quizzed on stuff and you're a logical person. I think they could have done like an ethical, like, logic test with her when she was a kid that involved her, that raid that killed her entire family or whatever. Like, I don't know. Set set something up where uh, you have to save your family or save a thousand other people, and the the Klingons are coming to kill them all. Yeah. What do you do? Do you, do you know Do you know why they did it that way? No, because that's exactly how they did it in the fucking movies. <laughs> okay. You get all you right. get the same sequences with Spock in those little like circle things. Those you know, pods. down. Yeah. yeah. He's in one of those. Yeah. It's like the exact same thing. <laughs> I don't I don't see how having factoidal knowledge is useful in that era. Yeah. I mean, I don't need you factoidal have a computer. Knowledge. I have Google in my pocket. Like what Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, no, you're right. I didn't even think of that. Like why do you need to memorize all this stuff? You don't. It it was very strange, I thought. That's not logical. And obviously her character straps on a spacesuit and just <laughs> rockets through a radiation field <laughs> to land well, on some and and they thing. keep telling so she gets back from that and everybody's like dude 
you're messed up. <laughs> if, if you yeah. don't, if you don't go get your DNA taken care of, you're gonna die. You're gonna and turn she's into a like, puddle of goo. Yeah, she's like, uh, I'm gonna stand on the bridge and watch the screen for another five minutes, and then hopefully I'll be all right. You know, yeah. like it yeah. just, it was very strange. It was a lot. It was just a lot of drama. Like they felt like they needed yeah. to like raise the stakes, but they Maybe. didn't have a creative way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, if you're going to go and try and steal a Klingon, I'm not sending a tiny little Asian woman and her first first mate. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Girl power. Yeah. I, I get that whole thing, but like, n- no. <laughs> no. So I was upset when Takuvma died. Like I, I, like I said, I liked his character. I'm like, oh, he's just going to get shot in the back and that's the end of it. I thought, yeah, I thought she was going to succeed there. I thought yeah, I did too. That, like, stunned him or like darted him or something. And like, but no, she just capped him. She capped him. It burned a little hole in his back and he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't seem. Uh, for being Klingons, they didn't seem very effective in hand-to-hand combat because they smoked a bunch of them. <laughs> they sure, they sure did. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah we there was like thirty seconds of positive and twenty, <laughs> min- <laughs> 20 minutes of bagging on it. I mean, it, well, yeah, you know, we're pointing out a lot of the negatives. I think there were a lot of negatives, but I don't. They weren't like backbreaking negatives. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't right. horrible by any means. So. I think the positives is that they have production. They have, I mean, obviously there's a lot of money there and they're invested. So, and it looks it, good. I mean, it does look, I think it looks yeah. great. I mean, you're talking about the, the style in which they shoot it in. Yeah. But like the ships look great. The only thing when they first open fire against the Klingons, all the phasers have a very like pew, pew, pew effect to them. <laughs> I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, doesn't the fucking Federation have any warships? Like you just showed up with a bunch of like, ambulances to like a tank fight <laughs> well and you know i actually like that the guy the guy that got a concussion and wandered down was like i didn't sign up for this we're not soldiers like yeah. that 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 is compelling plot line like the idea that these people are explorers and all of a sudden they're in a war but at the same time i mean they're in their yeah. past there was a romulan war that was has not been covered in any show just referenced a million times okay so it's not it's not like the federation has never been in a war before i mean they have so they have to know that that's that's a thing that can happen right and i also to that point of just if you have warp technology how does territory mean anything why would you stand nose to nose with something just warp away keep tabs (laughs) on it if shit's getting real you come back with your buddies don't stand right there well they're saying that they had whatever Andorian colony and this colony, you know, within range. So they wanted to make sure that they were, they yeah. kind of held the line. But that like, ship was a lot bigger than the Federation. <laughs> <ship>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, I'm going to start shooting into wells <laughs> <laughs> to get water. I thought I thought you were going to say that uh, you're going to start saying "prepare to receive my envoy" as a. Uh, <laughs> As a foreplay technique. Oh, no, I don't know. I don't that know. Was, that was pretty entertaining. Prepare yeah. to receive my envoy, and then he just stealth slams into that Federation ship. Yeah. Ooh, what is that? I don't know. This giant thing is crushing us. <laughs> <laughs> Which, this is cool if this is, this is where the Klingons first get their cloak technology. I like that. It's like a cool mm-hmm. thing you can explain and like kind of add to the lore. I'm into that. Do more. Now the... 
the federation that's like and that's like a uh against their war council or something it's like in their geneva accords it's like you can't use that kind of weaponry it's why don't we have cloak it's in their treaty uh with the romulans for sure and maybe the klingons too that it's like part of their peace treaty is that the federation can't use cloaking technology now okay that ends up going to shit because the defiant can cloak yeah so yeah, they, Defiant. I forget, they explain that away in Deep Space Nine. But yeah, the Defiant can cloak. So they do away with that. Don't they use cloak because they're like not, they're technically not in their own territory and they're like doing spy missions and stuff in Cardassian space? Yeah, that might, that might be it. The Romulans were like, well, hey, we don't like the, the Cardassians either. So here's, here's, a, <laughs> here's our cloaking technology. I know they, yeah. they end up bringing the Romulans into the Dominion War. But that's like way late in the game because the right. Romulans were like waffling between which side they were going to be on. Mm. So, all right. Well, um, I don't know. I give it a C minus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm kind of there too. It's it's it was okay. It was not great. Like I said, there was just it felt it felt half baked. I mean, they took forever to make this. You know, they announced a show like two freaking years ago, and it just mm-hmm. seems like they had a lot of time to kind of perfect a pilot and they yeah. didn't quite didn't quite do that. I, it almost seemed like they had uh, a foot in both camps. It was like we're trying to bring in the Star Trek people, but we're also trying to adapt our CBS crowd to this. Yeah, yeah, which I, which can't be easy. No, I, and I don't think. Um, I don't think that's going to work. They got to they got to commit. Yeah, I think there's enough Star Trek fans out there. I mean, there's a point in time where I think there were three different shows on the air or at least two. Right. I don't know yeah. if Voyager. I don't think Voyager ever overlapped with TNG. But no. DS9 overlapped with TNG and then DS9 overlapped with Voyager. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's if if they could support two shows back then, I'm sure they could figure out a way to make one work now. And and maybe the answer, maybe the way to do that isn't spending eight and a half million dollars an episode. Maybe it's just a cheaper show. I don't, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't, we don't need, I don't think they need that to make a good show. I, just, I feel they don't, like they don't need that to make a good show for us. Right. I feel like they think they need it to make a good show for people that are new to the series or new to the franchise. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how this goes. There's a there's a guy, one of the guys on the Transporter Room Three podcast that posts about every six months. It seems like uh, I saw him. Just one of the guys talking about it, and he had seen the first three episodes. Yeah, uh, and it he couldn't talk about the third episode, but kind of reading between the lines, it seems like the third episode is better. Okay, it I can. Like, I can. Sounds like it kind of pulls pulls things together a little more. So hopefully it, we're in for a good one. Yeah. Here. It looked more uh, like, I guess, nestled, like uh, less chaotic, um, settled down. So you can yeah. actually follow some story instead of some just insane antics, <laughs> <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's that's pretty much it. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, yeah. I guess just overall impressions of kind of the designs of things. What do you think I, of the uniforms and the, the ships and all that? I I dig the I dig the new technology or it's I guess it's older technology, right? Technically, yeah. That doesn't that doesn't bother me though. I don't that does I they can make it look however they want. I don't care about that. Yeah, they can't they can't be flipping radio switches and shit right. at this point. It's just going to look dumb. So. Yeah. And the I guess the ship the Shenzhou or whatever uh looked 
military. Mm. It looked less like people like a like a sh- like the Enterprise, I guess. It, yeah. it, it was there's lots of steel, there's lots of chrome, there's lots of blue lights. Yeah. Um lots of lens flare. Yeah, lots of lens flare, which is I guess it's cool, but I feel like Enterprise had that same look, like that Spartan kind of like bare bones thing. Minimalists, yeah. Yeah. Military feel. Yeah. So the the discovery, which you kind of see in the preview, is actually it's based on a ship from a show that was going to be called Star Trek Phase Two, mm. uh, which was going to be the original crew coming back for a new a second series and a second five year mission is what it was going to be. Oh, uh, they decided to can that after Star Wars came out, and they decided <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to make they wanted to make movies because they thought that's where it was at, and that ended up morphing into. Star Trek the motion picture. Okay. So that ship design is was going to be the ship for Star Trek Phase 2. So there's there's a little history there with that, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that oh. recycling 30-year-old ship designs is always the best way to go. If they weren't Some, good, good enough to cut it back then. Something we didn't talk about was the intro. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah, uh, James Bond meets uh, <laughs> Star yeah, Trek almost. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It it's has really the, feel the Daniel Craig uh, intros, doesn't it? It's weird. I'm I, not, I like the song. I like how they kind of mix in the old theme. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But it, yeah, the, the weird uh, drawings and stuff, I, I don't know. Strange. Very strange. I, I like. I would have been fine with just, just go back to the, the TNG thing. Yeah, hell and yeah. He, either have the characters from this show read it or have a compilation of all the captains from the other shows read it. Just talk to me with Patrick Stewart's voice. That's all yeah. I want. <laughs> That's all I want. Man, do I have some audiobooks for you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But yeah, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. No. Well, I guess Some's we got kind of sums everything up, doesn't it? It's a ten it's a ten episode season, right? Uh no, it's more than that. It's uh, they've extended it a couple times. Uh, there's a number of episodes and then they take a break and then there's mm. more. So I think this runs for it's like eight episodes or something. And then they come back with like seven more. I forget what the exact numbers are. And it comes back in like January or February. Lucky us. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully at least by the second half of the first season, they've got everything kind of sorted out. and We don't have to watch Michael Burnham getting escorted in and out of the brig. (laughs) Yeah, that's one more thing. Her floating through space. I was like, oh my God, they're going to put her in space. Like, this is so dumb. They don't need to do this. (laughs) There's no reason for this. The Guardian of the Galaxies, you can survive 10 seconds in space. Yeah. No, in a millisecond, you would be boiled. (laughs) (laughs) You would be freeze-dried immediately. Yeah, it was cool the way the ship had very convenient for her but the way the ship had kind of blown up and just her yeah. cell was there with the force field around it that looked pretty neat yeah but come up come yeah, up yeah, with yeah. another way to get her out why couldn't yeah. the force field just extend from you know what i mean turn the gravity right. off and just extend the just force field. float up, float over there and yeah. then like hack hack the door or something it's not dramatic enough yeah they michael bait it hey hey cole yeah remain klingon <laughs> I come in peace. How do you feel about those ham-fisted politics? Yeah. Pretty apparent what they were trying to do. Yeah, it, it was. It was. 
But yeah, I don't know. Something about the Klingon stuff just worked for me. I, I just thought they were kind of cool and badass enough to where I was I was into it. Yeah. And the idea Make Klonos great again. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh have you have you seen the Goldicott Twitter account? No. <laughs> that's fantastic. There's a though. Twitter account that's a cross between Goldicott and Trump. It's pretty good. No. <laughs> nice. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's it. Well, that'll do it. Yeah, if I, I don't know what our plan is for next week, you want to do one of these again, or we'll we'll see how the episode is. Maybe we can just kind of mash our two episodes together. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll feel it out. So, all right, man. Well, uh, thanks everyone for listening, and yep. we will talk to you next week. See ya.